So excited, Hope Edom. I am like so falling in love with this church. I really am. And no eyes have seen and no ears have heard. And no mind has conceived what God has prepared for all the people in Hope Elam who loves him. All right. Uh, we had a tremendous time at 930 for real. Very cleansing. So um, uh, we'll see what God has to offer uh, today. Um, 40 days, our sermon series, 40 days of, you know, renewal. I like renew. Revive, refresh, rejuvenate, restore. Behold, I'm about to do a new thing. Let us pray. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, breathe on us, God. Shower down, God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. People came today, God, to experience and encounter you. God, hit your target. You know exactly what we all need, God. You tell us every hair on our head is numbered, God. You created us, sustains us, and redeems us. Hit your target today, God. Make somebody feel so different than when they walked in. Give them the hope, God, the hope that does not disappoint. But pour your love in our hearts through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We love you, God, because of your mercy, your grace, your loving kindness. Hit your target today in Jesus' name. Let the redeemed of the Lord say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, come on. After all that good worship, hallelujah. hallelujah. And amen. Yeah, well, y'all had all that energy. Okay, the praise team was off the chain. I, I told him, man, that guitar, I love it. Okay, um, for our mental investigation and spiritual scrutiny today, the subject is pow. The fight is on. Let me just uh, give you a little uh, background here before we get into it. Uh, the fight is over our soul, our spirit, and the two warriors is God and the devil. The devil wants you down with him. God wants you up there with him, the spirit, and Jesus. So the only question on the table is if we invoke the presence of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says that we already have the victory. With the presence of God, we've already won. So this presence is so very, very important. So that's going to be our backdrop. And as customary, I'll jump off here. Terry Law, huh, in his book, How to Enter into the Presence of God, he cogently elaborates how imperative and paramount it is for us to worship God. To exalt his name in thanksgiving, praise, and worship. This is so very, 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 very critical because the devil, enemy, Slewfoot, Beelzebub, the prince of the air, he's trying to sift you like wheat 
He's trying to kill you. He's trying to devour you. He's trying to destroy you. He hates you. He's very systematic. He sends powers. He sends principalities. He sends spiritual wickedness. He sends rulers of the darkness in high places. He's very systematic and meticulous how he tries to destroy us. And because... He is so vehement in destroying us. Then we're going to fight back today. We're going to tell the devil, ha, ha, the fight, ha, the fight is on. So the only thing, the very thing that God gives us to assure our victory over the devil is our praise. Because if we praise, then praise produces his presence. So that's why praise is so very, very important. And, and, you know, hey, 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 I'm like Fonzie. See, I'm dating myself, you know, happy days. Fonzie, hey. I ain't telling you how to praise. Just back up. Do whatever you want to do. For real. But I'm going to just tell you what the word of God says, and then that's who you dialogue with opposed to my sermon. Praise. It, it produces this presence. And when you don't want to pray... When you don't want to, it's called a sacrifice of praise. You know, I just noticed something, Miss Susie. You know, I always look at this screen, but man, that's really good. Dear. That's really, man, I never, I was so, you know, engulfed in the beginning. That's really pretty there. Sacrifice. Hebrews. 1315, it's called, it says, if you continue to sacrifice your praise, it's a proclamation of our alliance to him. It lets God know because we praise his name, we really realize that we are his namesake. Oh, my God. And because we are his namesake, then we need to give allegiance to his name. And it's a sacrifice. And in this sacrifice, then you must submit. You must get into a position of submission. It it says submit to God, humble yourself to an almighty God, and, and then resist the devil. And then when you resist the devil, he will flee. And when he flees, you better tell him, the fight is on, and I'm gonna be right here when you come back. Because the devil left, but he's always coming back. So we need to be ye also ready to give an answer for when he shows uh, back up. Mm. And then you got to serve. Uh, serve and worship. You so it can juxtapose those two. Um, one translation, it says, uh, NLT says, uh, worship the Lord with gladness. But the King James says, Serve the Lord with gladness. I like them both because when you serve God, you are worshiping him. And when you are worshiping him, his presence shows up. And when his presence shows up, it's easy to submit to him. And while you're in a position of surrender and submitment, he knows you have made the supreme sacrifice. So he will send the anointing of his Holy Spirit to ensure the victory. Serve the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness, realizing that he made us, we did not make ourselves. So therefore, we should come forth to him with singing. 
That's why when they exhort you to sing, oh, 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 even if you can't sing, give me that oh, 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 oh. You know, people say you can't sing. I just sing to myself because it says he will put a new song in your heart. So you know when Deshaun be, oh, oh, give him that oh, oh. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You got your mask on. They can't tell anyone. They can't tell, so you know you can fake. If you never sing before and you think people watching, they can't see you singing. So just go on sing to God. Serve him with gladness. He made us. We did not make ourselves. So I'm gone now. Verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure for all generations. He has an unfailing love for us. So in this praise and in this presence, then the enemy has to show up and put problems in our lives. The enemy has to show up and put perplexities in our life. The enemy has to show up and just put persecution in our lives, predicament in our lives, because he's trying to get our soul down in show with him. He wants us for himself, but no, God is a loving God, and God promises us if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that God raises Jesus Christ from the dead, then we will be up in heaven with him. So he has to get you to a negative spot. He has to get you to a very negative spot. He wants you to be exposed to negativity. Let me set this up, the cover-up. Don Fry, you're like this in 17.1. I know you got your Bible there. I, this is just, I did it this morning. I wish I had to put the screen up there, but that's okay. Y'all just have to take my word for it. Or look it up for yourself. 1 Samuel 17.1. I think it's the second or third word. It says, now the Philistines, they encamp David and them. Now, Philistines means flesh. And then uh, the Philistines, they went and they wanted to take over a place in Judah. Judah means praise. Let me put it together. So the devil wants to take our flesh and cover up our praise. Because if he covers up our praise, then God's presence can't show up. And if God's presence doesn't show up, then we're going to lose the fight. Oh, my God. Woo! Watch it. That one's just for free. This detect, that was for free. But when David, the eldest brother Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. Wait, what, what you doing here? Scared to fight but then going to try to stop the person who come to fight. Huh. Huh. I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm not getting any emails on that. That'll just be between me and you. And Cheryl, of course, because she already knows what I'm thinking. So watch it, what he does. He says, I know negativity, Eliab. Because remember, Samuel came to anoint us, and you guys didn't even thought I was worthy enough to even become to get picked to be anointed. You always talked about me. You dissed me. My, you know, Jesse, our dad, he always dissed us and dissed me and he set me out. I know negativity, but what you have to know, Eliab, I've been anointed. 
I was anointed in 1 Samuel 16, 13, where it says that Samuel anointed David in the midst of his brethren. So David knew negativity because he knew the anointing. And because he had to get the anointing, because in 1 Samuel 16, 17, you know, the king Saul sort of went crazy. So God had to give David a foretaste what it was like to be king. So he took David from the field and the manure and placed him right into the palace to assist Saul with his atmosphere of worship. And once he assisted Saul with his atmosphere of worship, God gave him ultimate authority. He gave him ultimate authority because David had an assignment. Just like Hope Elam, we have an assignment. And because of the assignment we have to this community, we're going to need the anointing. We're going to need the presence of God to assist us. So when we walk out into the neighborhood, God will give us authority. And anything that's standing in our way, we'll stand over scorpions. We'll step over snakes. We'll stump out depression. We'll stump out frustration. We'll stump out hunger. We'll stump out negativity. We got to have. The authority. So Saul heard the report. He heard David asking about who's going to kill, who's going to do. So he said, send me that, that shepherd's boy with that anointing, with that uh, uh, assistance and atmosphere, with that authority. Send me him. Send me him. And once you get to that point, when you are Swallowed up in negativity, swallowed up in sadness and disappointment. You're swallowed up thinking God doesn't love you anymore. Swallowed up because your back hurting and your knee hurting. See, that only happens when you get old. If you're young, you keep living. <laughs> the only thing you can do is exalt his name. Wow. Wow. Man, I think I go crazy on this one. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> My spirit, it just, it just goes. Listen, don't you know the spirit of God and everything you need is already in you? I don't know how you came in here today, but whatever you need, whatever you want, whatever you desire, it's already in you. Y'all don't believe it. Don't believe it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Don't believe me. All right. I know. I don't blame you. When I was raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and my father and you are in me. And I am. Now, it took the nine o'clock crowd a little, a little longer, but I could just feel the, uh, the intensity in here. I want you to just lay your hands on yourself and say, Jesus is in me. Oh, y'all just, ooh, come on, let's get a little practice. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. I mean, like you really know he's there, because even if you don't think he's there, he's there. I just showed you he's there. John 14, 20, he's there. So come on, lay your hand. You don't have to do it. I don't care what you do. I'm just telling you, I'm just trying to get the presence of God. And when we get the presence of God, when it's time to fight, we're going to win. Okay? Lay your hands on yourself and say, Jesus is in me. Now, like you really mean it, Jesus is in me. Jesus is in me. Like you're ready to win the fight, Jesus is in me. Jesus is in 
All right, I can fight with you. I can fight with you. I can fight with you. And see, don't let the people trick you. They were saying it up under their mask, but you can't see, so don't worry about that. Ha! Come let us tell the Lord's greatness. He's in. I'm going to lose my mind. His greatness is where? Man, y'all should be looking a little bit more excited about it. Man, his greatness is in you. So let us exalt his name together. Let's do some work. Philippians 2 and 9, it says that Jesus had humbled himself and became obedient even until the death of the cross. But then once he got to the death of the cross, God, what exalted him, elevated him. And gave him a name above every name. And in that name, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess to the glory of the Father. Jesus is in you. The Spirit is in you. Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. The Spirit, maybe y'all know this one, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who's He's already in you. He's, come here, Job. Though he slay me yet, I trust in him because he's already. Oh, and he's moving and he's living and he's breathing. Matter of fact, I got to be like Paul. Paul says, I'm going to always exalt his name. I'm going to be beat with 40 lashes minus one. I'm going to be beaten with a rod three times. I'm going to be stoned once. I'm going to be running from my friends. I'm going to be running from my bandits. I'm going to be running from my families. I'm going to be shipwrecked. I'm going to be all cold. I'm going to be starving. But I'm going to still love the Lord. I'm going to love the Lord because I am his namesake. And it's the Christ that lives in me. So I'm going to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And because I exalt the name of the Lord. He is my shepherd and I shall not want. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. The seraphims and the cherubims and us. Open up your mouth and give God. Oh, you can do a little bit better than that. God is already in you. I give you permission to open up your mouth and give God the praise and honor and glory and majesty that he's so right. We deserve. Woo! Miss Jane's in you. Claim it right now in the name of Jesus. And because he's in me, Hope Elon, we're not going to lose. Come on, the devil is defeated and God is exalted. Come on, the devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. Because he's in. Jesus. I don't care what people think. For real. Because when I get to a point where you start listening to people, and their negativity, just exalt. Ooh, Jesus. Woo, that went somewhere. Woo, destroy our desire. Destroy it, destroy it. he's trying to take it. Uh, <laughs> prayer team, don't laugh at me, but I was supposed to say it last service, so I'm going to just stop and say it now. 
we have prayer partners in the back <laughs> and upstairs. So if you want to continue to fight, <laughs> we have prayer partners to pray for you. See, I got so caught up at 930, I forgot the prayer partner. So, so you can say now that I did it. Destroy, I was like, watch, don't wait. Don't worry. Flesh. Whenever you see Philatine, flesh, 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 flesh. Don't worry about this flesh. The flesh profits nothing, but in the spirit there is life. Don't worry about this flesh. It does not subject itself to the law of God. Don't worry about the flesh, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Now, what's so deep about this? David was up on the top of the mountain and Goliath was down in the valley. So David was way up here looking down in the valley. Now, I know a lot of y'all fly, you know, y'all, y'all bougie like that. <laughs> and when you way up in a plane and when you look down, don't it look real small? You know, people look small. Yeah. And so, David looked down, and he didn't know Goliath was nine feet tall. He said, I'm going to cut your head off. you defiling my God. You're defiling Israel, and I'm going to cut your head off. My desire is that I'm going to come and cut your head off. Goliath said, bring it on. Come on. But watch it. Just like... Jehoshaphat, I wanted to do Jehoshaphat at nine, I'm going to do him now. Jehoshaphat on his way to worship, on his way to following God and, and watch the Ammonites and Moabites and Zerazerites. They, they tried to steal his desire. And Jehoshaphat said, God, I'm a worship leader. I, I don't know what to do. Ah, oh, I hear it. He said, get in the right position. I'm in 2 Chronicles 20, right around verse 15, if you fact-checking me. He said, you got to get in the right position. He said, set, stand, and see. He said, don't worry about the fight. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because the battle is not yours. Oh, Bible readers must be over here. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord. So the fight is on. So in order for us to win, we need the presence of God. And if we have the presence of God, don't wait, don't miss it. You ain't got to fight because he's going to fight. Because he's already. Oh, I'm teaching better than some of y'all looking this morning. Jesus. He says, and then here's a shout. Here's a shout, Melly Mel. Here's a shout. In verse 17, it says, about tomorrow this time. Oh, gee. Oh, y'all missed it. Whatever you're worrying about today, whatever giant in your life today. See, I'm tired of talking about the giant. Uh, no, I want to talk about fighting. I want to talk about beating the giant up. Whatever you're going through today, tomorrow, about this time. If you, y'all going to get me in about 6 o'clock, y'all going to be running around the house shouting. You ain't going to even know why. Tomorrow, about this time, you're going to win. Oh, man, y'all missed it. Woo! Y'all don't know what God got waiting for us, Hope Elam. You really don't. But I just want y'all to be ready to fight. And so, 
the way we get ready to fight is invoke the presence of God. Don't forget that. All right, let them um, distract our determination. Bam, boom. Okay, what time is it? Okay, yeah, we got time. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, won't work. You come to me with a spear, won't work. You come at with me with a javelin. And for those of y'all who ain't got it yet, you come at me with shame. You come at me with guilt, Jesus. You come at me with doubt, low self-esteem. When you look in the mirror, you don't even like who you see. The devil used that to try to distract you, ha, from your determination. But I come in the name of the Lord of heaven's arm, heaven's army. Can you imagine heaven's army? Can you imagine what that looks like? God is in control. Well, I want to stop right here and just give you Psalm 24. Some of y'all looking at me. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heads so the king of glory shall come in. Come on, who is the king of glory? It's our Lord and Savior, strong and mighty. I say, who is the king of Distract. You got the name. You got the name of God. You got the name of God. And you know, higher is waiting for us, Hope Elam. Oh. You know, our theme, you know, if you get the newsletters, it's the year of hope. Did you know that? How many knew that? Y'all, don't, y'all ain't reading y'all newsletters? Okay. Some of y'all just coming. Y'all don't know. What is he talking about? Who, who are we fighting? Who? Who? Someone did something? It's going to be a fight? No, don't worry. That's the fight that we face in our flesh. I always just try to tell you the truth. Come on, Romans 7. Come on, my members are, come on, fighting, warring. Come on, warring. Come on, and every time I try to do good, evil is all around me. Come on, and the things I should do, I don't do. And the things I don't do, I should do. And then watch it, then watch it, then watch it, then watch it. No presence of God, because then you say, oh, wretched man, oh, wretched woman. There you are. You got God in you, but now you're going to, oh, wretched man and oh, wretched woman. And you got God in you, and you're going to, oh, wretched man. I'm inadequate. I'm inferior. I'm insignificant. I can't get a job. Nobody loves me. And you got God in you, and everybody hates me. And guess I'll eat some worms. But you got God in you. You are not wretched. There is therefore no condemnation to those who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. My God is a good God. So right now we need to praise him in the sanctuary. We need to praise him for his mighty acts. We need to praise him for his excellent greatness. We need to praise him in the vermin of his power. Let everything that's living and moving and breathing give God praise. Wow. Wow. Come on, damage our deliverance and we out of here. Huh. Huh. Jesus, that's how much I love y'all. Man, y'all could just see.
If y'all could just grab onto the spirit that's coming out of me now, we'll be good. We'll be good. But I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret, Julian. Sometimes I need to grab onto your spirit. See, sometimes it ain't always about you grabbing onto the pastor's spirit. Sometimes can you let the pastor huh, grab onto your spirit? Because can I tell you something? We human. Can I tell you something? We get sad. Can I tell you something? Our feelings get hurt. Can I tell you something? We cry sometimes. Can I tell you something? The only difference in the eyesight of God, the difference between me, John, and you is a different spiritual gift. But in the eyesight of God, you are different. This is valuable to God as I am. You need to put your hands together because God is already in. I'm not going to even tell this story, but I've been praying all week about this and this is where I'm going. We will become the church God wants us to become when we meet at our level of brokenness. We got some proud people walking around here. And until we acquiesce to the anointing of God, to the will of God, till we look each other in the eye and know in the eyesight of God, he loves everybody the same, that nobody's better than anybody else. You got to know, Hope Elon, we're making history inside of history. We are dare saying black, white, and brown can worship together and do ministry together in the same church. But once the devil knows that, he will try to expose us to negativity. But don't be distracted in our determination. Because we're going to win. Because the devil is defeated and God is exalted. And if you meet me at my level of brokenness, people will come from the north, south, east, and, and west. I was going to use Jacob, but Jed took the TV, so I ain't going to give you the scriptures. <laughs> I mean, we in plenty of time. They must going to sing a long time today. I had to put my glasses on. Dang, we got time. But Jed, you know, he's hyped. He was playing that guitar. Jed had a good day. His family was here. But that's what I'm talking about. That's becoming a family when I can say that to Jed. When I meet his people and look them in the eye, that's what I want. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. I just don't want y'all to walk by me and say, that's the pastor. No, stop. Say, how are you today? That's when we become a church family. And we need to become a church family because we got to feed the hungry and clothe the naked and visit the prison and visit the sick and comfort those who mourn and set the captives free. We are on assignment, Hope Elam, and the fight is on and it's starting now. You got to go out and tell people, come to my church. It's the bomb. We preach the word of God. We love each other. We help people. We save people. We love people. It's mercy and grace. That's up to you. And then when they come, you got to work. You can't just come and get the sermon and then run home. No, you got to stick around and work. If we're going to build this church up to where God wants it to be, 
We got to work. Me and John need you. We need black, white, brown, young, short, tall, everybody. The fight is on, y'all. And I'm declaring it on the devil today. Easter's coming. Monday, Thursday, good. It's coming. And after Easter, so I want us to be a whole nother church after Easter. I really do. We should have a whole different attitude. I see my time is up. Thank you for yours.